We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Today, I want to tell you what I think is the most important election in the entire country this summer. And I want to tell you even more about the game-changing woman that's in that race. As you may have heard, we had an Action Steps victory last night. Elizabeth Letterer, who was the lead prosecutor in the Central Park Five case, just resigned from her role as a professor at Columbia Law School, and thousands of you helped make that happen. I want to give you an update on that as well, because listen, we're not just here to change the news, we're here to change the world. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the Breakdown. Back in April, when we first started this podcast, on our very first episode, I talked about one clear way that we can change the world together. And it's actually a big part of my daily life. Alongside some amazing organizers, I started a political organization called Real Justice. And the primary mission of Real Justice is to oust the worst district attorneys in the nation and replace them with compassionate, reform-minded leaders who are committed to just changing the justice system, reforming it, chipping the worst parts of it apart, and changing it from the inside out. And I am super proud to report that on this past Tuesday, Real Justice, we actually won our first two elections of the summer In Arlington, Virginia, and in Fairfax County, Virginia, we won two major elections there. We ousted a horrible district attorney in Arlington and literally replaced him with a lifelong civil rights attorney, uh, Parisa Tofty. And Parisa is an amazing woman. She's actually been a longtime attorney for the Innocence Project and now runs the justice system in Arlington. Just think about that for a second a civil rights attorney for the Innocence Project, whose mission it is to exonerate people who've been wrongly convicted of crimes, now runs the local justice system in Arlington, Virginia. And in these smaller counties and towns, and Arlington is a a mid-sized city, what happens there still matters because it sets the tone for the entire state. And when you elect a powerful new DA to run the justice system, it changes everything. Because here's the thing, and and I need to break this down for you. Every county in the nation has a district attorney. We have about 2,400 DAs in the nation, and they are 95% white. They're 81% male. And perhaps most importantly, they are overwhelmingly conservative. And those 2,400 people, They are the gatekeepers of the entire justice system. 95% of all criminal cases, millions and millions of cases, come through their offices. They are the local CEOs of mass incarceration. And they have the power 
to change so much about it. I want to share a new stat with you because we really didn't know this until just a few months ago. Because even though the United States has 2,400 district attorneys, a new study determined that over 50% of the people who are currently incarcerated in this nation, over 50%, were charged and convicted in just 125 of those counties. In other words, half of all incarcerated people in the United States were prosecuted by one of just 125 DAs, and the other half were incarcerated, charged, arrested, incarcerated by the remaining 2,300 of them. And what that means is that if city by city, county by county, we impact the DAs who are in the 125 largest counties in the nation, we impact half of the system. Here's another way of thinking about it. Just 5% of the nation's district attorneys lock up 50% of the nation's incarcerated men and women. And on this June 25th, we have what I think is the single most important election of the summer and truthfully, maybe of the entire year. And I don't just mean for district attorneys. I mean in all categories. And I'd love for each of you to consider volunteering or donating to make a difference in this race. It's that important. On June 25th, Queens, New York, elects its first new district attorney in generations. And I need to explain to you how big this really is. Let me break it down. Break it down. New York City is really a collection of five different cities. Now, we call them boroughs, but they're really just cities. Together, the five of them combine to make New York City the largest city in the nation. Now, the five boroughs are my home borough of Brooklyn, that's where I live, Manhattan, the Bronx, Staten Island, and Queens. And here's how big they are. If each borough, instead of combining to make New York City, if each borough was its own independent city, Brooklyn would be the third largest city in the nation. Growing up, I had no idea. And then the fourth largest city in the nation would be Queens. They're that big. And guess what's also that big? The systems of mass incarceration that come out of those cities. Now, when you hear about Rikers Island, which is one of the most notorious jails in the nation, really in the world, really, it's these boroughs that are sending people there. A hundred thousand people a year, at least, are sent through Rikers. The budget now at the jail on Rikers Island is nearly a billion dollars per year. And an astounding, I need you to hear this, an astounding 85% of the people there have never been convicted of a crime. They're just there because they can't afford their cash bail. In other words, they are there because poverty has been criminalized. Because when somebody wealthy is arrested, They post their bail and never set foot in Rikers at all. But 85% of the people who are there, including men and women who die while they're there, who are killed while they're there, who take their own lives while they're there, 85% of them have never even been convicted of a crime. And in Queens, in Queens, New York, one woman is running to be district attorney that I believe in with my whole heart. She's what I like to call a peer hero. She's actually younger than me, but I look up to her. She's 
just 31 years old. She's a lifelong public defender. She's an organizer at heart, and her name is Tiffany Caban. And no other candidate in the race, in my opinion, can even hold a candle to her. And I have to say this, because what we see more and more and more is that politicians are learning how to sound progressive without actually being progressive. And when people fall for it, and I don't blame them for falling for it, when they fall for it, they elect these people to office and find out that they stand for the same old status quo as the last person. But that is not Tiffany. She believes strongly in criminal justice reform, and it's what her entire life has been about. And I want to play a clip for you that I just think is so badass. This week, on the biggest news station in New York, she had a debate with all of the other candidates running for district attorney. And it was brought up that some people, particularly older white men, were saying that she wasn't ready for the job and that she couldn't handle it. And I want to play you the response from Tiffany Caban because it's just amazing. I think I've probably watched it 20 times at this point. But let me play you her response. Here we go. As a 31-year-old queer Latina from a working-class family, whose parents grew up in the Woodside housing projects, whose, whose then their parents came dirt poor from Puerto Rico. Women like me are not supposed to be on stages like this. And I'll tell you what, it is no surprise to me that a group of over, overwhelmingly older white male lawyers said that I was not approved for this role. What I represent is a clean, bold <clears throat> break from the status quo. As a public defender, I have represented at any given time 60 to 80 clients, managing teams, including investigators, immigration attorneys, medical uh, professionals, as well as uh, community-based organizations and managing relationships with judges and, and district attorneys. And I'll tell you what, I started this campaign with four women sitting at a table saying we were going to change the system. And since then, six months later, we have built a movement. We have built a coalition of hundreds and hundreds of volunteers. We are controlling the conversation to the point where every single person on this stage at some point has had to change their policy positions to meet me where I'm at. We have done what, what most thought was unthinkable. We have built the strongest coalition of support from community-based organizations like Make the Road and Vocal okay. to progressive leaders like Larry Krasner, who is the trailblazer of progressive prosecution in this nation, as well as Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And we did it all on a shoestring budget. That is what leadership looks like. We have built something. I have built something from nothing. Wow. Let me, let me tell you what. That's who we want in office. In every city... Of course, that's who we want to elect to become the next DA of Queens. But we need somebody like that in every city and in every county in the nation running for district attorney that has the courage of their convictions, that is that serious and believes strong enough in the mission that they will speak truth to power like Tiffany Caban just did in that debate. And that brings me to one big action step that I want all of us to take together today. As soon as you can, please go now to kabanforqueens.com. I want you to go there, kabanforqueens.com. Let me spell it for you. Kaban is C-A-B-A-N, C-A-B-A-N, the word for, F-O-R, Queens, Q-U-E-E-N-S. Go to kabanforqueens.com. And listen, 
I want you to check it out. I want you to understand what she believes in. I want you to understand what Tiffany Caban is fighting for. And I would love for you to sign up to volunteer. And listen, as crazy as it sounds, if you can, please even consider making a trip to New York to volunteer for Tiffany Caban. And I'd love for you, of course, to donate to her campaign, even if it's just $5, because listen, every little bit matters. And the establishment is fighting so hard to keep this position. And we need Tiffany, not the establishment candidates that are running. We need Tiffany to be the next district attorney of Queens. And listen, this week I was almost moved to tears when my friend and brother, Dr. Youssef Salam, who was one of the exonerated members of the Central Park Five, uh, Dr. Youssef Salam endorsed Tiffany Caban in her race for district attorney. And imagine that, a man who was railroaded, who was a boy, a boy who was railroaded and wrongly charged and wrongly convicted for a crime that he didn't commit, railroaded by district attorneys, now believing so much in somebody that he endorses a district attorney. Now, if he can do that, I need you to get on board as well. You can go now again to kabanforqueens.com. Consider volunteering, consider donating, and let's change the justice system from the inside out. And that actually brings me to my closing story for the day. And I have some good news, and, and it's great, and it's always a joy to be able to bring some good news to you that is really deeply connected to what we just talked about. On episode 47, just a few episodes back, on episode 47 of The Breakdown, we had action steps for the Central Park Five case And one of them was me asking you, and thousands of you did this, me asking you to call and email the dean of Columbia Law School and to email the staff of Columbia Law School and demand that they fire Elizabeth Letterer, who was the horrific lead prosecutor in the case of the Central Park Five. Well, if you haven't seen it, I'm glad again to report that last night, under pressure from the Black Law Students Association there at Columbia Law School, from so many brilliant local activists, and from so many of you. Elizabeth Letterer resigned from Columbia Law School. And listen, you're right, that's not enough, but damn it, it's something. And people need to understand that when you mistreat us, when you mistreat our children, when you abuse us, you will experience consequences. You will feel our heat, you will feel our anger, and you will not get away with abusing us without us at least making your life difficult. And if you heard episode 46, I did a three-part series on the Central Park Five case. If you heard episode 46, I break down there the Supreme Court case of Embler versus Pachman. And and that case is essential because many of you said, now she needs to go to jail for what she did. Elizabeth Lederer is not going to go to jail over this case or of any case Because if you listen to episode 46, I explain and break down that prosecutors have what we call absolute immunity. And that decision, Embler versus Pachman, basically protects them from the consequences for all misconduct. And so she could be disbarred, she could lose her job, but she's not going to jail. And I said that because whatever justice we get, it's going to be because we chased justice down like we just did. And we're going to have to make it for ourselves for her and for anybody else that needs it. Break it down.
Of course, thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown, episode number 51. If you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, we'll be right back here every single weekday, breaking down important news stories and issues. And we'd love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please share this podcast with your friends and family, because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers And we're not going to get there without you. We're getting so close. But we need you to leave a review and we need you to subscribe. Because on Apple Podcasts, we now have over 8,000 five-star reviews. But we're aiming for 10,000. So we still want to hear from you. So please leave your best review and make sure you subscribe when you get some time. Thank you, of course, to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star, whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love you all and appreciate you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work, we need your support. Or if you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. And you can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. There we not only have all of our podcasts, we have hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, I want to give a shout out to our associate producer, Lysandra, our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg and cheese bagel. Oh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side, got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side, looking just so good. Mm -mm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mm. I participate in McDonald's.